So there's a lot of eating and a lot of praying and a lot of loving that's going on in our culture these days. I know that I went out to eat with my brother and a couple of people from my family a couple of weeks ago. And much to my surprise, I have a twin brother. I know his inner workings, I think. He's on a no-bread diet. I was shocked. <laughs> a no-bread diet? I can see not eating ice cream, dessert. But he's doing the no-bread thing. And that's what he's doing. Not only him, my father, my sister. There's no bread happening in my family at all. And essentially what arise for me when I hear that is, can you really be sated if you don't eat bread? Kind of an important question. And really more importantly, and more deeply, the question is, what does being sated mean? What does it mean to be satisfied? And how do we know when we are? Last week, I discussed with you that we are now in the seven-week period that leads into the Chagim, leads into the High Holidays, Yamim Nuraim. We're in the seven weeks that are called the Shiva, the Nechemta, the seven weeks that provide comfort and in some way provide a roadmap for the days to come. And we discussed last week, those of you who are here, we discussed a principal spiritual practice that is available to us at any given moment, which is to exercise our deep longing, to not be satisfied with those spiritual trifles, those things that are just filler, but to ask ourselves to peel away and see what is underneath and what is it that we really long for to use longing as a spiritual practice. What do I ache for, says Oriah Mountain Dreamer? What is it that is the deep ache in my heart? And tonight I'd like to discuss the second of the seven steps along the way, which is sometimes called satisfaction, but I want to call it appreciation. And it dovetails very beautifully with another spiritual practice that I know many of you engage in on a regular basis called gratitude. Gratitude, Michael Beckwith once said, is the attitude and the mind of an enlightened being. It's the posture of enlightenment, he said. To be in an angle towards experience, an angle towards experience that is an angle of recognition and thanks. But the word in Hebrew that I discovered early on in my, in my journeys to Israel, in Hebrew, the word that is for satisfaction that is used in this week's Torah portion is svi'ah. Svi'ah. The Torah says, the Torah says, ve'achalta, ve'savata, you will eat, you will be satisfied, and then you will bless God. 
So, of course, the rabbis pick up on this odd moment. Why does it say, you will be satisfied? It should just simply say, V'yachalta u'berachta. You eat and you bless. Was heis v'savata, what does it mean? And you should be satisfied. What does svi'ah mean? So I arrived in Israel, having learned in yeshiva. And in modern Israel, there was a, let me say this, in ancient Israel, in biblical Hebrew, if you wanted to say, I had enough to someone, you said, achalti lasova. I ate until I was satisfied. But if you say that in modern Israel, they think that you are absolutely nuts. It's almost the, like the King James English. I've eaten until I'm satisfied. And I remember saying it to the family of a, a girl that I was seeing early on in Israel, 20, over 20 years ago. I had been invited. I, was very, I wanted to make sure that I complimented the host. And, I, and when I was done with my potato latkes, it was Hanukkah, I said to her, Achalti lasova. And she literally almost split aside laughing. Achalti <laughs> lasova. The word svi'ah or being satisfied in, in our tradition is an experience that many of us have infrequently but that isn't very difficult on a very simple level to practice. It means very simply to enjoy what you have right now. And in some sense, obviously, it is in a dialectical relationship with longing. It is in a a tension with that sense of more, I want more. But if you look at it very deeply, it's not actually a contradiction. When we, do, when we discussed more last week, we meant more of that thing that makes you feel alive. More of that thing that is the deepest yearning of your heart that doesn't give you a momentary satisfaction, but that deeply meets you, and you are met by it. And what the Torah means that you will eat and you will take a moment to appreciate, visavata means, that in, within everything that we are experiencing, there's a moment of not just gratitude, but awareness and deep enjoyment, appreciation. That can be a moment of sadness. It can be a moment of great celebration. But the simplest practice that we have available to us is v'achalta, you have experience, v'savata, you notice it, and then you raise it up. This can't be more simple, and it can't be more difficult. There are so many things that distract us from being present, not by the deep longing, but by the fabricated and artificial longings that we are made to feel we need at any given moment. It can be so hard to allow ourselves to soften long enough to feel, to wait, W-A-I-T for the weight, W-E-I-G-H-T, of a given moment to press itself on our heart, to sit still long enough to appreciate. For this reason, the Torah says, In this week's Torah portion, we don't live by bread alone, 
whether we're on a bread-free diet or on a bread-full diet. Everything that comes from the place of spirit gives life. And when we have eyes and ears that are looking to be nourished by that, then any old moment will do. I was sitting with a friend this week, and I would never have known that essentially this friend is a, early, a new acquaintance of mine. This new acquaintance of mine is essentially homeless. He appeared in my office dressed beautifully. He, in a million years, I would never have known. But he's been living in some kind of quasi-homeless state for a while now. And what really took me was how present he was, even as he told the story, telling me about the blessings and the things that he's appreciating right now in his life. That night when I went home and I was lying in my nice comfy bed, remembering all of the moments this past week when I had thought, wow, this could be different, that could be different. I wish I had more of this and a little more of that, all of my superficial mores. My heart softened and was inspired by his example. And I felt myself feeling myself being held by the bed. I felt the air in the room. I felt the appreciation that comes from sitting and really chewing on the meal that I was being given at that moment. It's such an amazing practice. And so the rabbis knew very well that we, all of us, are prone from the moment we wake up to be thinking about all of the things that we don't yet have, all the things we haven't yet done, all of the places we wish to visit, all of the dinners that we're late for. And so the rabbis began every morning with the words, Mode'ani. Mode'ani lefanecha ruach chai v'kayam. Mode' means I am grateful. But on a deeper level, Mode' means I submit, I give in. I give in to the presence of blessing in my life and I practice that state of mind, the posture of an enlightened being, the posture not of bread-free existence but looking for the kernel of aliveness in whatever it is that has been presented to us in our life. We work on our longing and we continue to work on it. Now we'll together begin to work on not just longing, but appreciation. Saving ourselves with the simplest of morsels that are being presented to us. So I thought maybe we would chant together the Mode Ani for a moment, if you will. And just take a moment, if you will, to feel the seat holding you and the earth, our mother holding you to feel the beauty of, of the post-rain air, an hour of singing together about what is most important, an hour of heart softening in a city that does its very best 
make us hurry up.